Just a quick word of warning before we get going that the following podcast will almost certainly contain spoilers and may also contain strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Welcome to Minisode 29 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes, the podcast giving a second chance to films that might not deserve them. As ever, I'm Mitch Bain. I'm a horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. And I'm Andy Stewart. I'm a filmmaker and a journalist. And I'm also a guy who does a podcast now, just like so many other guys out there. <laughs> just like everybody <laughs> Every fucker else. else. Yep. How are you, man? I'm okay, and you're back. And you're in front of me, and everything is alright with the world. Always well, right actually, with that's the world. not true. The world is fucked, but... For this moment. All is right with this room. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it, everything's just so. Yeah, and, and <laughs> at this point, the only thing that I can say with confidence is that everything's okay in this room. Yeah, yeah. everything beyond that's an unknown quantity. How has your week been? My week has been okay, Mitchell. Thanks okay. very much for asking. And you? Yeah, not bad at all. Have you been watching things? I have watched some stuff. I am still um, pretending to be a cowboy digitally. Okay. Uh, I understand a little more what you mean by that now. For anyone who missed the episode last week, by the way, we are talking about Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, yeah, this isn't just something I've started doing. Yeah, just to prevent any further cowboy-based confusion like we had last week. But yes, we're set. <laughs> yeah, uh, but what I did do is I went back and watched Cam again. Oh, okay, Cam. So, first discussed on this show after we both saw it at Lloyd Screams, this week hit Netflix. Yes, it's just landed on Netflix. I went back and checked it out again because... I'm, I have every intention of doing that also. Almost immediately, I would say, after I watched it, so Lloyd Screams, I felt like I kind of wanted to watch it again mm-hmm. because I didn't really know how I felt about it. I was like, I kind of wish, wish I'd watched that again. It was kind of late. I had had a few beers. Perhaps wasn't firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I revisited it and yeah, I liked it. I, I think it's really good. I, I think it looks great. I think it's a really interesting film. Yeah, I, I still th- wish the, the kind of final thread was just ironed out a little bit more. Okay, yeah, I can understand um, that. I enjoyed it more this time, I think, because of uh, I, I wasn't overly tired and I wasn't mm-hmm. drunk. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's... I think it's a really, yeah, it's a really cool film. For anyone that doesn't know, it's a story of this kind of, I would say, highly ambitious cam girl mm-hmm. who is kind of trailing in the middle ground of this cam girl what would you call it, like a league table? Yeah, I think so, yeah. It seems like that. It's like a website where it's kind of like... Like a popularity thing. It's yeah, It's like totally. a, a kind of ratings. And uh, she is just desperately trying to climb this uh, climb this table and get to, I guess, top position. And uh, she starts doing more dangerous, I guess, shows. Outlandish. Outlandish and dangerous shows to try and uh, drum up support for, uh, kind of move herself up through the rankings and uh yeah but then she pretty quickly finds that her show and her channel has been hijacked by a doppelganger Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Uh, but no it's pretty cool yeah i think it's a really interesting film uh yeah i will also make them catch up with it and yeah for anyone that um heard us talk about that the first time around um after celluloid screams yeah it is now accessible Yep, for basically everyone. Everyone, it's, yeah, it's, go yeah, on, it's on Netflix now. Pop onto Netflix, have a look at it. It's a Blumhouse production as well, which is a yeah, which is always interesting, always interesting. Yeah, yeah. I outside of the kind of things fitting a certain format or for certain other aspects of the show, sure. outside of that, I had one this week and it was a revisit, I must say. But um, 
I went back to something that I actually would be something that I would potentially defend in an Andy versus Mitch episode because it's not a well liked film, but I think it's great. All right. Um, I went back to 2014 and uh, Jerome Sable's Stage Fright. Oh, I know you. I know you absolutely love Stage Fright. I'm all about Stage Fright. I love it. What put it into my head to go and check this out again was that uh, last weekend, obviously, the reason that the minisode sounded a bit weird is because I was... Uh, a bit weird. I was, in, I was in London. I was at the Soho Horror Festival. At that festival, I saw a short called Monstagram. Right. Um, and uh, I think I thought it was hilarious, but it was directed by Jerome Sable, who uh, wrote and directed Stage Fright. So that put, a, that put the idea back in your head to go it, and revisit a favourite? It did, yeah. And um, so Stage Fright, again, for anyone who's unfamiliar, it's got nothing to do with the 80s film with the same name. Right. It's set at the theatre camp, um, and what you have is the theatre camp is run by uh, Meatloaf. Uh, Meatloaf? Yes. Well, right. and, and a character played by Meatloaf. Right, okay. And um, uh, what you have is basically um, a bunch of theatre kids who are being offed by a masked killer who hates musical theatre. Right, sure. It's really funny. The songs are great, which I think is crucial. Um, it's still a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, it's, it was one of those ones, I saw it at Fright Fest in 2014, and I went back to it quite a bit shortly after that, and it had a short-lived run on Netflix, but it's not there anymore, unfortunately, I don't think. Right. Um, but it's accessible, and I would recommend going and seeking it out. Um, what I mentioned briefly about just um, the Soho Horror Festival, we're going to be getting into that in a fair bit more detail further down the line. We've got a little bit, got some plans for that. But um, I was there last weekend, and it's it was going to be a bonus episode. Everybody knows. It's going to be a fucking. <laughs> Everybody bonus knows episode. how yeah, we yeah. operate. By we now. are going to do a bonus episode <laughs> on the Soho Horror Festival. Um, but I did go there. I was there. the standard of film was overall really pretty high. Saw some really really good stuff. Um, Especially again, um, I know I said it at the time, but for a festival in its inaugural year, um, I think the standards really impressive. Impre- really impressive. Yeah, um, and a, a big well done, and congratulations to everyone involved: Charlie Steeds, Barrington Delaroche, and head programmer. Uh, Mitch Harrod, who between the shots and the features, like inevitably, so like I say, some of it wasn't for me. But in terms of programming stuff that worked for someone, I always, even if something wasn't for me, I understood why it was there. And uh, programming shorts, so they were kind of thematically linked to the films and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It was really, really nicely done. Loads of really great stuff to talk about there. Um, Dementia Part Two played there. Oh yeah. And uh, obviously Matt Mercer uh, wrote, produced, direct, starred in that. Um, it's great. Went down well again with the crowd. I can't wait for this to get a wider audience. I can't wait for more people to be able to see this and talk about it with us. Because one thing that seems to be catching people out, you don't have to have any knowledge of dementia. Oh yeah, the the original Dem- film. Yeah, the film, uh, the original film to have to get on with Dementia Part Two because I haven't seen it. Yeah. And uh, Dementia Part Two is one of my favorite films of the year. Um, and I'm really looking forward to I'm not unsure of how that's going to happen, but I'm really looking forward to a time when more people can see this and we can talk about it a little bit more. But um, I know we'll probably we'll talk about it at length later, but I would say that Lose, yeah, absolutely sensational. Everything that Mitch said about that um, when he was on the show talking about it, it's, uh, it's unbelievably, it was done, I believe, for like a film school thesis project. Right, everything I'm hearing about this film is super positive. I'm just, I'm really curious to know what you think of it. It's unbelievably ambitious and also unbelievably slight in the story that it's telling. It's right. a very, very impressive piece of work. I thought it was great. Um, also, Bong of the Living Dead, um, which a few people were kind of dismissive of because the title's kind of dumb. Yeah. Uh, it's like this stoner zombie comedy that actually has a real proper heart to it that I really, really enjoyed. And like a couple of things, like Rocksteady Row closed it. 
Yeah, we've talked um, about that. But we can dig into all this stuff a little bit yeah. later. But basically, overall, big thumbs up to the Soho Horror Festival. Um, they will be back next year, and so will I. Yeah, just uh, watch this space, I suppose. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, so yeah, but between all those things, I didn't have too much time to watch things, with the exception of. Mitch wants to shock minus one hundred. And for reasons that will become apparent. Right. I made a very specific choice this week, and it was a rewatch. You'll be relieved to know. Right. This week I watched Jaws. Ah, my favourite film of all time. Yes, and uh, yeah. with good reason. It's not my favourite film of all it's time. my favourite film of all time, over and above anything horror-related. I've got, like, my favourite horror movies. Yeah. But Jaws is my favourite film. Okay, that's fair. I mean, like, it's not mine, but it's, it is very good. And again, I've got nothing new to say about Jaws. It's great. Uh, yeah, everything about it is pretty much spawned. I love it with all my heart. Yeah. It's a real comfort film for me. Anytime I put Jaws on, it just makes everything just that bit better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love it. Overwhelmingly. That was all I managed for the Shockwaves 100 this week. I think that I must be somewhere in the region of 30 at this point. I'm gonna, I think so. You've got to I'm, be. I'm meaning to lock that down and just check the final number. What a couple of people on my personal Facebook and my face, personal Twitter actually started talking about this week, what they have and haven't seen from it. Everyone's going to try to get their number. Right. And the only thing that I'm confident about is you'll be stunned to learn that I am still at the bottom of the table. <laughs> yeah. That comes as no surprise to me no. as well. Uh, but yeah, loads of really great stuff still to come. Um, but yeah, just Jaws this week. Right, okay. Well, you say just Jaws. Yeah, the small matter. Only, ma- one, of the, only the small one of the best films ever made. The small okay. matter of Jaws, yeah. <laughs> so moving swiftly on. Yes, indeed. What have they been saying? Well, once again... Loads. Saying a reasonable amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, the vast majority of the uh, chat that we had this week was on the announcement of Scream 4. Yeah, which we did, um, which you brought to the table and uh, defended. Yeah. I feel like you, you, you did suffer slightly from the Saw 6 effect. Yeah, but I mean, I think that I don't. I don't think that anything that I liked about it in the first instance, I liked any less on rewatch. Right, I think okay. that um, and I think that I was still acknowledging the same faults. Right. Um. So before we get into Scream Four, I just want to say very quickly. Um. Obviously, last week I wasn't here physically when we did the minisode. That's right. Um. And you made a mention of the fact that you were kind of just like looking at the empty chair that I usually occupy. Sure. Yeah. And uh, Dennis Extra Atherton. Uh, Dens Beans on Twitter got in touch and just said that the loneliness of the empty armchair sounds like a name from um. It sounds like a Mitch's Pitches title. Oh, yeah, it does. Which I think yeah. there's an element of truth to. Very much so. Um, but I think that literally everything else I have is on Scream 4. So if you have anything else that I have a couple 4. of things out with that. Okay. So on Twitter, mm-hmm. we had Stephen Keith and oh, yeah? Keisha get in touch saying, Back in the strong, violent PC bandwagon. Just listen to the Halloween 3 episode with John McPhail and it was a total pleasure. Super Scottish, super crude, and the film is much better than I could ever have hoped. Clip from Anna is now stuck though, for fuck's sake. Ah, that'll be uh, the chorus from Hollywood ending then. I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a that is a fucking earworm. That song, I must say. The soundtrack from that is out on Friday, and I cannot wait to re to go back to some of those songs. Right. Okay. Ah, uh, I, I fucking love that film. <laughs> anyway, um, we had um, we had a couple of things from uh, Kim Morrison, right? Uh, Wicked Sister sixty nine on both Twitter and Instagram. So when we announced uh, Scream 4 first, she said she just said, I need to know what happened to Kirby. Right. Which yeah. I think is fair because her, we, 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 we both settled on the fact that her fate is very much left uh, uh, undetermined. 
for my money, best new character to be added to the franchise since the death of Randy. Definitely, 100%. So, uh, yeah, I would like to remain very much of the opinion that Kirby lived. Yeah, and uh, so you got in touch with a longer comment, and I love this. Um, so you pointed out that they say that they're going to watch Stab 7. Yes. And that bit where they're, gonna, they're picking a Stab film to watch, True. they're going to watch Stab 7, which is the one that has Kristen Bell and Anna Paquin. Right, yes. But you pointed out that they're watching Stab 6. Correct. Which has Lucy Hale and Sinead Grimes. Uh-huh. So Kim got in touch and said, but if they put on Stab 7 at Kirby's, it would be Lucy Hale you see first because the start of Stab 7 is Anna Paquin and Kristen Bell watching the start of Stab 6 and then slagging it off once they appear on screen. Which is true. Right. I think when Kirby pauses the movie after Robbie dies, you can see it's Anna and Kirsten on the screen at that point. Though I had to double check that when I got home <laughs> after listening to the podcast in Asda. Other supermarkets are available. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, scream to anyway, scream to forever. Randy is my eternal horror boy crush. I used to have huge portions of that movie memorized. I watched it so many times. Scream Four is good because I love Kirby, but it doesn't stand up to the first two. And I even think that I like the cotton death opening of Scream Three better than Four, even though the rest of the movie is obviously trash. So I think oh. um, some some good comments in there from Kim, but I think that also I think her point about the stab thing is probably right. It's po- possibly I th- right. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, if that if anyone else can add a further level of verification to that, I'm, I'm going to go verify that. it. You're going to verify that. Yeah, but, gonna, but that's very second level, hundred uh, percent check du- eyes on that duplicate inspection. Yep. Uh, yeah. No. Um. I. But when she when she said it and I read it, I was like, that sounds. That sounds right. Yep. Perfectly feasible, yeah. Yeah, so thanks a lot for that, I'm, Kim. I'm more, than kind... happy. I'm more than happy to be corrected. My favourite kind of feedback is pedantic feedback. I love it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, Kim, seriously, thank you for that. Uh, okay. Uh, so, sticking with Twitter, we had Andre Martins uh, at Callahan get oh, in yeah. touch to say uh, there are entries in the Scream franchise that are in more need of some defending, not just because said part has Creed in the soundtrack. Mm, Scream okay. 3 Scream 3 yeah um, impossible to defend um, I would be very curious terrible. to see um, if anyone was ever forthcoming for that Caitlin Downs got in touch on Twitter as well at Caitlin M Downs listen to this week's Strong Violent PC and really want to rewatch Scream 4 now I would also really like to see the Ghostface gets repeatedly twatted supercut well we might have uh, some advance on that soon yeah, um, some conversation been going on behind the scenes about that. We were t- obviously, if you missed the episode, we had a conversation about uh, how poor uh, Ghostface tends to do in hand-to-hand combat situations. Yeah, close quarters, uh, quite poor. Not great. Um, so yeah, we were talking about the fact that we would like to see a supercut of all his comedy falls or his or her comedy <laughs> falls and things like that over the franchise. And yeah, there's been some chat behind the scenes on that one. So what's yeah, the that space? Might be, that might be coming. We happen to know somebody uh, is now running with that idea. Yeah, that's in the works. Yeah. Yeah, that's in the works. Um, also, uh, Dr. Lauren at Nodding Goth. Oh, here touch. we go. What have we got here? Is uh, this... No, nothing Nothing so ah. complex. Just just saying. And actually, um, this is kind of surprising. She said, I can't believe I hadn't seen this film until Tuesday. Oh, right. I went to watch it to catch up in time for the episode. Sure, so, and yeah. I actually, I remember that comment now because I did reply asking where she fell down on the film. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, Did she fall down more on your side or on, or on mine where I'm relatively ambivalent to it? Mm. But yeah, as, as at the point of recording, no, no reply as yet. No reply yeah, to yeah. that, so I'm still in the dark. <laughs> um, you got anything else just now? Oh, yeah. Screeds. That sounded a little too much like Creed for my liking. <laughs> We've got Mr. Dave Cooper 
Deluxe, Deluxe man. man. Yes. Um, I think this was the first Scream film I saw. Okay. Even saw it in the cinema. Recall quite liking it, but after seeing the others after, this seemed like it couldn't follow its own rules and was a bit too meta. Convince me otherwise, guys. I'm ready. Unfortunately, um, one of the few things that I did kind of concede about was that it, do- it is a bit too meta. Uh, so, yeah, no, probably didn't manage that, actually. <laughs> if that was the specific point that you needed convinced on, then you came to the wrong place, my friend. Yes, right. Um, but please keep coming back anyway. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, we had John Dickinson at Marvel Guy on Twitter get in touch with um, a doubler. Yeah, he had some points. Had some extended thoughts. Um, so he said, Strong Value on PC is right. Scream 4 is a return to form. However, neither of us commented on the reason why it was created in the first place. Scre- you, you and I. Yeah. Right. Scream plays with the tropes of a slasher film. Scream 2 plays with the tropes of sequels. However, Scream 4 continues the trend to play with the tropes of remakes. Characters comment in this and in the ending, which I can't believe you didn't like, is a fuck you to the bevy of remakes that we had seen. Even Sid says you forgot the first rule of the remakes, Jill, don't fuck with the original. So, what I would say about that is, I deliberately glossed over the ending, I would say, to a large extent, because I don't like talking about it because I think the ending's horrible. <laughs> um, yeah. But also, I think that I think we did touch on the fact that, and I, well, I mean... I think a lot of the remake chat in that kind of falls under the umbrella of when we were talking about in the third act of the film where the meta stuff starts to get a little bit wearying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that, yeah, I mean, we, we probably didn't explicitly reference it, but I think that that was kind of part of just I my patience wore a little bit thinner with that on rewatch than yeah. it had mm-hmm. when I saw it the first the first time around. Yeah, I just don't feel that the, that the argument in Scream 4 against sequel culture and remakes and stuff holds any water at all. Uh, I don't feel like it's delivered in a convincing way. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah, I know it, what you mean. It, it doesn't feel in, in the least bit like a genuine comment on the right. film's part. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I think, yeah, I think that it's smart allocate without necessarily dealing too much in substance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Around that time. It's, very, it's a very surface point that the film's trying to make. Yes, I, w- I would say that's probably true. Um, jumping on to Facebook, mm-hmm. Mr. Darren Gaskell got in touch to say uh, that we'll be listening to the Scream 4 episode, but I can't give feedback in any sort of good faith because I think Neve Campbell is ace in absolutely everything. She is good. Yes, even in Churchill, The Hollywood Years, a movie which I felt made me more stupid over its running time. <laughs> That's great. I can't say that I've seen Churchill, The Hollywood Years. Uh, I'm presuming it's about Winston Churchill and not the not the little dog from the insurance adverts. I mean, presumably, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a fair that's a fair guess. I would say. Um, I do. Well, I would quite like to watch a film about that little dog trying to take Hollywood. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of things from Instagram. Uh, well, again, just again, just tying in the Scream Four stuff. Comfortably dumb. Got in touch. I freaking love all the Scream movies. I love Hayden Panettiere in this film. She's fucking awesome. And readers of the podcast gets in touch and say, let's never include the TV series and Scream discussions and all will be well. Terrible. Um, yes, I resolutely agree with readers of the podcast on this one. The uh, well, I haven't seen the second season, but the first season of Scream was fucking mince. And I, um, yes, really I did not like it at all. In fact, well, I'll tell you, I thought it started strong, ended strong, and had a seven-episode slump in the middle. <laughs> and there was only ten, so, you know. Cool. Uh, Twitter again, Sandy Gautra at Sandy75Mars. Since everyone is really stressing me out at work today, I have shut the world out to listen to Watch Fires Mitch and Andy Makes Stuff banter over Scream 4, now sitting at my desk giggling to myself. Always lovely to hear. Always nice to hear, yeah. Shut those cunts out. Yeah, fuck them. Just don't give them the time of day. 
Um, I want to take a minute, actually, um, because literally while we've been recording this, mm-hmm. um, we had something similar. Oh, uh, right. Coming just like literally just in the last like 10 minutes or so. Um, our pal Chris Angel, TenshiSan73 on Twitter, just uh, got in touch saying, if, like me, you're stuck on a last late night bus rail replacement service from Air to Glasgow, then do I have the perfect listen for you and me? Go! <laughs> and uh, post out the link to episode 29. So okay. thanks for that, Chris. I hope, Chris, I hope the journey wasn't too yeah, hard on by you. By the time this episode airs, we would like to think that you have made it home. <laughs> I do hope so. so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> please, please reach out if you're still stuck somewhere in the void between Air and Glasgow. Yeah, so uh, the last thing I've got here is from Faye Ellis at Tweak81, and I'm going to try and uh, read this, uh, with, with, I guess, with the, the kind of requisite level of venom that's contained in the tweet. Um, see, this is why I dislike Scream 4. Everything is a nod to this, a throwback to that. There's nothing original. I waited years for Scream 4. Years! And all I got was a lousy rehash of every other Scream film. It is just... Like Jigsaw on the disappointment scale. Bullshit. <laughs> There's no way it's as bad as Jigsaw. Oh, I, yes, Mitch. I have. I take. I take exception to that enormously. No, no, no. You sit. You disparage Scream for all you like. You don't tell me it's as bad as Jigsaw. <laughs> don't come into my home and tell me that it's as bad. This as This is my home. Fall into line, babe. Don't, don't come into Andy's home <laughs> and tell me that, that Jigsaw. It's better than Scream 4. No way. No, no, no. No, hearing it. Stand down. No. Jigsaw's <laughs> pish. Scream 4 is better. Moving on. Right, sure. Well, well that's the end of that. <laughs> and on that unusually fiery note, that concludes feedback for this week. Yeah, so uh, jumping ahead with uh, without further ado, yeah. to get away from this, uh, quite frankly, unpleasant scene that we've just created. It was hostile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, I guess. Um, and on that note, actually, do want to make mention of the fact that uh, on last week's Mitch's Pitches, yeah. uh, we did the same thing again as we did last week, uh, where um, I posted up the image on the Sunday evening. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is obviously after we'd recorded it, but before we'd done the episode. And invited people to come up with Mitch's Pitches titles of their own. Yeah, um, yeah So along. we had Motel Hell last week. <laughs> and... Um, the image will be as ever. It's 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 on our Instagram from last week. It's on Facebook from last week. Yep, yep. Uh, Mitch reappropriated it as Harvester of Sorrow. Harvester of Sorrow. Yep, yeah. Slightly more niche than my usual, but we had um, a triple suggestion from uh, Antonis Constantini saying, "I'm thinking Hell Farm or Soul Harvest or Fatal Traction." Fatal Traction, I like. It's pretty I like strong. Yep. Um, we had Andy McCartan getting in touch saying The Night of the Lynch Tractor, which I thought was pretty good. Um, <laughs> Hannah Cairns, The Night He Got a Brand New Combine Harvester. Right. Um, Dan Gaskell, uh, Country Fail Presenter Massacre. Sure. Which I quite like. Andy McEwen, The Motel on Route 666. Oh. Uh, Mark Logan getting in touch with uh, Human Crop Rotation 2, Low Hanging Fruit, which I thought was pretty good. <laughs> I really like Um I think, though, that uh, James... I've, James, I've got to say, I love this because I've got no visibility of Facebook now since deactivating my profile. So, you're so this I don't see time. any of this. Uh, yeah, which means you're going to also be hearing this for the first time. James Patrick Duffy, I think, uh-huh. uh, has got to be the winner of this for this week. Go on. Because uh, he's gone with Old MacDonald Had a Farm, Off to Hell You Go. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is nothing short of fucking tremendous. That's a triumph. Yes, it's glorious. <laughs> it, it, it's it's as good as uh, Bevan Quinn's The Drapes of Wrath last yes, week. Yes, yeah, very um, much so. Yeah. yeah. Very, very strong stuff. But yes, uh, so uh, we're doing this again. So no pressure on you then to excel. Because everyone keeps being better than me at my own game. Correct. Yes. 
Of course, for anyone who's unfamiliar, Mitch's Pitches is a feature on the show that is designed to exploit my ignorance for your entertainment. And he sends me a picture to my phone as we're recording. I've never seen it before. We also put it on all the social media channels so you can see it for yourself. It's, um, without exception, a poster for a horror film from years gone by. Andy has photoshopped out the title, tagline, and so on. He's left only the image. My job in this situation is to give it a title and also give it a summary. And before that, describe the image to the best of my ability. This historically does not go well. <laughs> and this, every week, is my favourite thing. Yes, Are well... You ready? Uh, okay, go on. The image is on the way. Right. Oh, here we are. It's here. It's here. Okay. Cool. <laughs> right. The eyebrows are moving. Yeah. So this is pretty interesting. Uh-huh. So the background of this image is non-existent. It's just black. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. there's <laughs> nothing going on in the background of this image at all. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So we have, judging by the wires that um, are coming from it, it looks like we have a severed kind of robot forearm okay um potentially just like like i mean the hand itself doesn't look particularly robotic i don't think okay but there's a lot of cables coming from it so i would say that like i've got no choice but to conclude that it's a robot's arm <laughs> fair enough yeah perfectly reasonable yeah but it kind of looks the hand itself looks kind of scaly actually um like a little bit reptilian Right, yeah, More. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've got no choice but to conclude that this is a, a reptile cyborg. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Uh, the, the disembodied floating reptile cyborg hand is holding a shopping bag. Correct. Which has a hand kind of reaching over the edge of the bag or kind of like maybe reaching for help from outside. You can, it's a hand from inside the bag. Um, it appears to be a Caucasian hand with red nail polish. I love when you, uh, you're, you're always very clear on race uh, and skin tone. <laughs> well, you know, it's, like, it's, it's all about colour. Um, the bag, it's a red bag, uh, the shopping bag. It's for the Park Plaza Mall. Right. And uh, there's a hole in the bag. And through the hole in the bag, we can see the face of what appears to be a woman who is, I would say, Andy... In a state of some distress. Yay! <laughs> okay, so as ever, I will need a moment. Yeah, sure. Right, okay. I think I've got something. So, yeah. So, logline first. Right. As always. It's closing time at the Park Plaza Mall, but an unusual shipment to the pet store turns Night Watchman Frank's graveyard shift into a brutal fight for survival. <laughs> And I'm caught. Oh, and this is from the 1987 film Termigator. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna die. Yeah, uh, 87 Termigator. God, oh man. Well, uh, uh, I actually <laughs> thought you might know this poster. Oh, really? I was kind of pushing my luck. I felt a little bit here. I felt like this might be one that you might get. Okay. Um, you're pretty close on the year, 1986. Oh, okay. Just one year out. And I guarantee you'll have heard of the film when I tell you what it is. Oh, okay, go on. It's uh, Jim Minorsky's Chopping Mall. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, I should have got that. Yeah. 
do, you, well, do, do you need me to tell you what Chopping Mall is about? Just for completeness, let's do it. Sure. Uh, eight teenagers are trapped after hours in a high-tech shopping mall and pursued by three murderous security robots out of control. Okay. Starring the ever, ever wonderful Barbara Crampton. Ah, oh, fantastic, fantastic. So... That concludes Mitch's pitches for Termigator. this week. Termigator, get to fuck. yep. Um, we will be posting... Well, this it'll be up there by now. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. It'll be out there in the world. Please do get in touch with your own titles with oh, this. Because this, this is rapidly super, yeah. turning. I, I love the arms and legs that this feature is growing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, please do get in touch with both of those. Um, next up, then, podcast recommendation. And I believe that it's your turn this time. Yeah, I'm stepping away from horror a little bit. Okay, to cool. a podcast that I've listened to for... A long, long, long time, and I absolutely adore it. Yeah, all right. It's the dollop. Okay. Okay. You've spoken about this one quite a bit. Yeah, I've told you, but I've talked about the dollop to you quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And the dollop is basically two comedians, Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. Dave reads a story from American history to Gareth, who has no idea what the story is about. I'm basically just doing their spiel here, by the way. Okay. Um, and yeah, he just talks to Gareth about basically how fucking ludicrous America is at times and has been at times and it's very funny and it's also quite informative and at times mind-bogglingly insane right yeah um see you've pitched this to me before and i'm very much aware of the fact that i should go ahead and just get that's, a watch that's great. get a listen to you this i think time. i talked about it before as well when we talked about um i think i mentioned it when we were talking about tickled mm-hmm. yes yeah 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 yeah, that, yeah yeah i believe so yeah because uh they talked about uh competitive tickling on uh, one of the really, really early episodes of The Dollop. Okay, yeah. cool. So that's The Dollop. The Dollop. Okay. Uh, you absolutely must listen to The Dollop. It's wonderful. Um, Before we get to the announcements for this week, uh, the Any Other Business thing has a pretty important one uh-huh. uh, this week. So obviously, if you've been listening or paying attention to our social media channels, you'll know that we have been running a competition this week in association with Blazing Griffin. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is all um, kind of in celebration of the fact that we're now just a couple of weeks away from the UK and US cinema release of Anna and the Apocalypse. Yes. Uh, so that's uh, November 30th in the UK and on limited release in America on the 30th. It expands to other territories um, in the States on the 7th. Correct. Um, this film is great. I've spoken about it quite a lot. Um, I'm really looking forward to being able to talk to a few more people about it. Um, yourself included. Yeah. Um, soundtrack's out on November 23rd as well, but we have, um, like I say, in association with Blazing Griffin, this week we haven't been giving you the chance to win one of two prize packs, each one containing uh, two different poster designs uh, for Anna and the Apocalypse International posters. From um, yeah, from the Sitges Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also um, a, no- a copy of the novelization of the film yes. as well. So um, we've been running that on Facebook and uh, Twitter all this week. Um, the response has been great. Yeah, thank um, you very much, everybody that shared that and uh, liked it and basically engaged. Yeah, a big thank you to everybody because, like I said, we, have, we really have had a great response. However, there can only be two winners. And yes, indeed. In the interest of impartiality, what we did was we took the names of everybody who had shared it mm-hmm. and we numbered them and wrote them down. And then we turned to my good lady wife, Jackie, and asked Jackie to pick two numbers at random, which she did. Yep. Thus deciding... The winners. Yes. I can reveal that the winners of the Anna and the Apocalypse prize packs are Barry Delgarno and James Duffy. 
Excellent. And uh, I think James Duffy deserves one purely for his contribution to Mitch's pitches. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, big congratulations to Barry Delgarno and James Duffy, the winners of the Anna and the Apocalypse prize packs in association with Blazing Griffin. And like I said, don't forget to get along and check that film out on the 30th of November. And to both Barry and James, we will be in touch. Yeah, we'll be in touch in due course, just kind of getting postal addresses and all that stuff. We'll get it all figured out. But um, thank you very much to everybody who... Uh, Got in touch, joined in on that one. We'll hopefully have some more of these things to do in the future. Oh, very much so. We're yeah, we're really working like on having some, uh, some similar giveaways down the line. Um, so before we move on to the announcements for this week, mm-hmm. there's one more thing that I want to touch on. Now, we're going to try something this week. And it involves, hopefully, a little bit of input from the listeners. Yeah, we love hearing from the people that listen. Yeah, uh, and if You guys out there are always really good at engaging. Um, particularly seeing as we haven't really been doing this very long. The level of engagement that we get from listeners is amazing. Yeah, it's great. And I think that we're trying to let that kind of have a little bit more of a direct impact on what we're doing with the show. And we came up this week with an idea that we want to get you involved in. So we're bringing a guest back. And that guest will join myself and you. Yep. And we will watch a film that has been suggested by one of our listeners. That's right. Yeah. So what we want people to do is to hop on to however they send emails. Mm-hmm. and drop an email to stronglanguageviolentscenes at gmail.com. We are asking specifically for emails. For specifically for emails, because you can waffle on it to your heart's content. Tell us the film that you would choose if you were a guest. Yep. And your reasons why you think it deserves reappraisal and why you think it's cool and why you love it. And yep. then like we just did with the competition draw, we will draw a name at random and you and me and the guest that we actually have already agreed with to come back on will watch the film and we will do kind of like a regular episode. Yeah. Yep. And we will continue to do regular episodes. We're not going to be doing this all the time. No, we're we going to do it occasionally. Bring, yeah, we'll do it occasionally. We'll, st- we'll see how it goes first. <laughs> but we are bringing back somebody from the past to watch a film that neither of us necessarily have a massive connection to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, stronglanguageviolentscenes at gmail.com is the way to get in touch if you want to participate with this one. Yes. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Get in touch. Like I said, we're going to run it for the next seven days. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll close it on Sunday and we'll take a look at it and the specifics of what we do from there we'll announce in due course. Correct. Yes, that sounds fine. However, more immediately, we should probably take a look at this week. Yes. So I feel like our listeners are going to be very familiar with this guy's work as an actor. I would be surprised if they weren't. It's quite an impressive CV. It is. You may know him from such films as The Guest, Your Next, House of the Devil, A Horrible Way to Die, The Sacrament. It's only A.J. Bowen that's joining us this week. Mr. A.J. Bowen. And what film has he chosen? <laughs> For fuck's sake. Uh, yeah, A.J. is taking us back to 1987. Okay. Staying in sequel territory. Yeah. And I think it's safe to say, uh, I, I, I've kind of come under some flack for calling things maligned when people didn't necessarily feel that film was maligned. Okay. This is most certainly a much maligned sequel. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's Jaws the Revenge. Okay. Jaws 4. Jaws 4. Jaws the Revenge. All right. Okay. And we will be doing that in the company of Mr. AJ Bowen. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for this. Fantastic. This film is nonsense. Yeah. This is going to be a lot of fun. So... This Friday, 8am GMT, wherever pods are cast, me, Andy, AJ Bowen, talk Jaws the Revenge. Christ, I never thought it would come to this. 
I know. But <laughs> we would love to know what you think about this one because I get the impression this is going to be a conversation starter. Get in touch with us by all the usual means. Please do. Facebook and Instagram are Strong Language Violent Scenes. You can tweet us as well at Strong Violent PC and email scenes at gmail.com. Yes, and remember, send us along your film ideas. Mm-hmm, definitely get in touch with those film ideas. And if you want to listen to us, there's hundreds of places you can do it just about everywhere that podcasts exist. We can be found. Yeah. And of course, just do us that little favour wherever you listen and just either rate us and like us or subscribe to us or whatever the fuck you do on whatever platform you listen on. Just do it. Do us a wee favour and give us a thumbs up. And we are pretty much everywhere now, but particular shout-outs as ever to Podbean for hosting us. Hey, thanks, Podbean. Yeah, big thanks to those guys. We will be back on Friday with AJ Bowen talking Jaws of Revenge. Join us then if you can. In the meantime, don't forget, it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean.